Welcome to On Target, the local search association's podcast exploring the intersection of technology, media, and local commerce. This episode of On Target is brought to you by the Tech Adoption Index, the LSA's business intelligence service tracking the small business shift to the cloud. The Tech Index thanks its charter sponsors, Google and XYP, and its new silver sponsor, Boostability. For more information, visit techadoptionindex.com. Hello, everyone. This is Charles Laughlin from the LSA and the Tech Adoption Index. Welcome to On Target. It's uh, the week of April 9th as I'm recording this intro. And last week I was uh, up in Banff, Alberta, attending Vendasticon, which is Vendasta's annual confab where they bring in users and people within the industry or in the industry to gather and learn about what they're selling and also just talk about some general industry issues. It was a really great event, a lot of fun. We stayed at the uh, Banff Springs Hotel, I believe. It was a Fairmont, incredible hotel. I kind of felt like I was uh, staying in Hogwarts for a couple of days. It's this sort of Gothic castle-type building nestled inside the mountains of Banff. Um, If I'm making you jealous, that's my plan because it was incredible. Uh, I actually spoke there, and I gave a a talk called, basically, uh, I forgot what I called it, but it was about the six going-in hypotheses that we had about small business tech adoption and how our tech adoption index data, as well as our general uh, observational findings, have supported our initial uh, going in uh, hypotheses. It was a bit of a self-congratulatory presentation, I'll have to admit, but it was well received, and I and I think it really does uh, to pretty reasonably frame up uh, the issues that we're talking about regularly here uh, on this podcast and in the tech adoption index generally, which is about how small business cloud adoption is generationally driven, how it's changing the competitive environment, how it's changing how small businesses will be sold to going forward, and a number of other issues. So if you're interested in uh, getting a copy of that um, presentation, just write to me at charles at thelsa.org. I will also, by the time you hear this podcast, I hope I will have posted a blog about it. And then we're also going to issue a white paper based on this uh, six-premise uh framework uh, in the next few weeks. So anyway, uh, as for today's podcast, we're talking to Jen Allen. Actually, while I was at Vendasticon, I snuck out of the meeting, ran up to my hotel room and plugged in and recorded this podcast with Jen Allen from Cisco. And Jen was a speaker at our uh, Cloud Adoption Summit last year in uh, in San Francisco. We're hoping to have her back this year. Um, We wanted to kind of recreate some of the themes that were in her presentation around selling to small businesses, particularly younger small businesses. So without any further ado, let's go into that interview and hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Welcome. Um, we had you speak at our conference last year, and you gave a great talk about you know how Cisco looks at the small business market, some of the research you've done, 
sort of learning about uh, what makes small businesses tick in terms of the use of technology. And so that's sort of why we thought we'd get you back on here and chat a little further, maybe dig a little deeper into some of those things. So, but before we get into that, just talk for a second about your role at Cisco and what's, you know, and how Cisco approaches the SMB market. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, I work in an organization of part of Cisco called Global Service Provider Organization. Uh, we are not a business unit nor a, a function. We are actually an organization that helps drive Cisco solutions into the global service provider um, companies. So you can think about like Verizon, CenturyLink, AT&T here in the U.S., for example. Mm -hmm. And I lead a team that helps stand up small business franchises within those partners to drive uh, Cisco Meraki and Cisco Umbrella into the small business segment. Okay. So if you could think about, we bring all the marketing, the sales, what we call service creation, product management, uh, everything that you would need to help deliver and put into place a new solution uh, into small business. Right. So um, when we talked in, uh, in San Francisco in, in December last year, you had a lot of great insights about selling to small business. And I thought maybe we could share some of those here. Sort of what makes this small business, you sort of divided them into certain micro segments and then you had some. Good thoughts about how to sell and how not to sell to small business. Maybe you could kind of touch on a few of those. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so the, let me just take a step back and talk sure. about why we did that, right? So right. when we decided to um, stand up this this program, which is called S3, mm -hmm. uh, which is really selling simple IT to small businesses through service provider, mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to make sure we understood what was really driving them. And, and essentially around cloud solutions, because that's really what our portfolio is made up of. And we did that through a, a bunch of research. And in that research, we, we learned a few things, right? So the first thing we've learned is, and we call them cloud natives. I, I did some reading and noticed that you kind of look at the millennial generation of taking over small business, and, and that's right. really growing. Mm -hmm. And I think they're kind of the same terminology, right? Cloud right. natives are typically made of millennials. I've actually stolen that term from you, cloud native. Uh, I think I heard you on another podcast saying that. Um, I'm going to have to trademark that somehow. Uh, you might want to do that. I pretty much own it now. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But, yeah, so the cloud natives, right, they grew up living on apps that lived in the cloud. Right. And um, – these millennials have huge aspirations. I think I read somewhere 75% of millennials today say they want to own their own business. Right. They're very different than um, my generation and the baby boomers uh, in that they don't really want to go work for large corporations. Right. So when you think about that and you think about how do they buy, you've got to kind of go back to how were they raised, right? And so they're all about on-demand. They're all about fast and, and rapid, right? If you cannot deliver the service quickly or the product quickly, they're not interested. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Amazon grew up in in the hands of these millennials, right? So having the ability to kind of shop in a one location, mm -hmm. I heard in another podcast, you, you had someone there talking about kind of an app marketplace, mm -hmm. right? I really think if uh, partners, technology partners can figure out how they can provide uh, solutions that are around their core business in a kind of a marketplace way, mm -hmm. uh, that is, is, is really what the millennials are going to be looking for. They want to be able to compare and contrast right there on their laptop. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing we found that I thought was super interesting and I talk about this all the time you know we have a bunch of smart people that made a bunch of hypotheses 18 months ago and mm -hmm. one of the hypotheses was oh it's a single owner single decision maker 
right? right. It's going to be someone that's not tech savvy. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, someone that's just going to be looking for someone to guide them. Right. Well, if you think about the emergence of the cloud native or the millennial, right, they are tech savvy mm-hmm. and they operate in a community like fashion. Mm-hmm. right? They don't like to make decisions. Think about it. Every time they post something on Facebook or Twitter, they're always asking for advice from their peers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where should I do this? What should what? I do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how yeah. many times so do they you crowdsource everything? <laughs> they crowdsource everything. You go on Facebook and they're looking for a restaurant. I'm in this area. Can please someone tell me a food recommendation? Mm-hmm. So they don't make decisions slowly by themselves. Right. They, whether they have people on staff or not, they're going to do it in a crowd-like setting. Right. So this is another thing that people have to think about when they talk about small business. How mm-hmm. do you build a, and deliver a positioning, messaging, marketing, and sales in a very vast marketplace that has lots of verticals. And then, oh, by the way, it's a community-driven marketplace. Mm -hmm. So this is where you start to pull in things like peer influencing, right? Mm -hmm. How do you drive peer-to-peer marketing or influencing marketing into your strategy? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you make sure that you have on-demand communication, right? Mm -hmm. Again, Mm They're used to this. They're used to asking a question and getting a feedback right away. Right. Um, so thinking through how you can automate either through bots or automate it through um, actual people to respond to them in a way in a very rapid, rapid way is really going to be important. They also, in, uh, they also I, I talked about this a little bit, but I think what was super interesting to me, which is why I think this is super cool, is mm-hmm. They listen to podcasts, yep. right? Uh, and this is uh, something that's growing. It's a whole new medium. Um, mm-hmm. I think podcasts are going to replace the white paper. They're going to p- maybe potentially replace ho- large conferences at, at some point mm-hmm. uh, if you were to do a podcast correctly. Um, but podcasts is also how they're gaining information. They're going to go to a source that they rely, rely on, that they want to follow, that they find interesting, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to learn about a subject matter through those podcasts. Right. So how do you – read the um and i i am always a little uh, uh uncomfortable with these broad generalizations about millennials because their people are making them all the time and it always seems like they're um uh they're a little more nuanced than, than uh, the, the conversation typically uh, uh paints them as but nonetheless i'll ask a generalized millennial question anyway um how, how do you feel that that generation or that sort of up, new up and coming generation of business owners feels about uh people selling them stuff. I mean, uh, you know, my, my, my sort of thesis is that um, uh, no one buys anything uh, or no one has sold anything anymore. They buy things when they uh, feel a need and then they go research it. And then, then it's yep. sort of a, uh, sort of a, uh, a meeting of, of the salesperson and the, and the buyer at that point. Uh, you can't sell them anything until they feel like they want to buy it. But how do you sort of uh, interpret uh, the, that sort of younger business owner, how they use salespeople? Yeah, so I think they, it, I th- think depending on how, when we talk about technology salespeople, because yeah, that's right. the area I'm in, sure. I think it um, depends on how tech savvy they are. Right. That, that's usually the barometer I use. If mm-hmm. they are extremely tech savvy, I, I hate to say this, but I think they view the kind of cold call knocking on the door, traditional direct sailor as a new a, a nuisance, right? They don't have right. time. They don't want you bothering them. I mean, I, I actually interviewed a few small business owners that are tech savvy, and they basically said, hey, look, don't email me. Don't call me because I'm going to tell you right now I'm not going to take any of those any of those motions. Right. Um, one went in, uh, several went in to talk about how they have their – 
you know, entire email box set up to just filter all that. And, and they never even take a look at it. So we have to think about how do we make them interested or have the idea that they need your product? Right. That's really the key because they're only they're only going to start researching and investigating when they have a need. A lot of times they may know how to solve that need uh, and other times they may not know how to solve it. They know there's lots of stuff out there and they're going to look someplace to help guide you know, how they solve for that need. Security is a great domain. Right. Security Mm -hmm. is something all small business owners, regardless if they're baby boomer or millennial. They all know they need it, uh, for whether it be for compliance issues, whether it be for um, making sure that their business doesn't go down, what have you. But a lot of times they don't actually know what type of security or how much security, right? That's mm-hmm. usually the question mark. So being able to go into the market and have your sales and your marketing aligned in a positioning and story around what security does and what it doesn't do and how mm-hmm. it's going to help protect against threats mm-hmm. and almost give them an opportunity to do almost, a, I call it a threat uh, audit mm-hmm. with a way that they could go in quickly and simply and see how much they're actually being hit by threats because a lot of small business owners don't even realize this right. that now gets the idea in their head that, Hey, I need to investigate security products and I need to see what's going to help me protect my business. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. an example that I'll use a lot for the security domain. Okay. All right. So another thing you talked a lot about was uh, this notion of, you know, you have to bundle things because otherwise uh, uh, it's just difficult to sell without packaging things. I know that's how people want to buy technology. Uh, Kind of talk a little bit about what you really mean by that and, and sort of what the limitations of that are. Yeah, no, I, I was, it's funny, I was listening again to some previous podcasts and I, I realized I kept a word out that I should have put in when I talk about bundling. So we look at bundling from a pure technology table stake perspective, mm-hmm. right? So when we bundle and we ask our partners to bundle, what we're asking them to bundle is, you know, connectivity, Wi-Fi, security. I mean, these are simple things that any business owner that wants to be successful in today's sure. day and age have to have. When you get beyond what I'll call table stakes of business, um, things that are maybe uh, very niche or very specific to a very vertical, that's mm-hmm. when, you, when you have to start looking at it from an add-on perspective, right? right? Um, and you have to make it, again, easy for them to understand what you're at, trying to provide from an add-on perspective and easy to add on, right? So, I, you know, there's a lot of discussion today around, you know, guided selling. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't feel like our industry is at the point where you could go in online and put in some configurations and outcomes this great technology package. I, that's, I, that's everyone's dream right now, right? That is everyone's dream. Everybody, that is the golden ticket, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. not there yet because there's mm-hmm. too many too many variables. Like in our own Wi-Fi AP solution, right? You have to think about how, how many sites do you have? How large is that square footage of that site? Where are you mm-hmm. placing those Wi-Fi's? I mean, that still re- requires someone to come in and do a site survey. So until we can get to that automated fashion, you have to think about what can you automate? Mm-hmm. Can you automate the questions? So instead of having someone, I have to call inside sales and ask a bunch of questions, maybe you allow the guided selling online where you have a series of basic questions to get to those table stakes and then uh-huh. kind of narrow down what add-ons you could make recommendations. So it's a recommended package. So it's versus- like a hybrid between uh, a, a needs analysis phone call Yes. And an actual full self-service model. Yes. Like, like if I was um, a, a, law firm, a law firm and I'm going to sample a law firm, I know I'm going to need network. I know I'm going to need phones. I know I'm going to need um, 
uh, possibly Wi-Fi. I know I'm going to need security. I may or may not need certain applications. It may or may not need certain um, financial applications. But if I had the ability to go through a series of questions and then come up with some recommend, recommended solutions that I could look at, that mm-hmm. would be interesting to me. And I yeah. think that would be interesting to a small business owner as well. Right, right. Well, I was at the same show, the, the woman from um, GoDaddy, Irana Wasti. And she uh, she was talking about, you know, the GoDaddy, they're, they're – Table stakes is domain, website, email, basically. Uh, that's more or less automated selling uh, from that sort of. And then sort of the, the challenge there is the, are the add-ons um, sort of logical extensions of what people perceive that brand to be offering. So yeah. uh, can you so, – and that's where you sort of start – people start trailing off and looking at other solutions providers. So I think one of the challenges is not just – the sales process, but just, you know, the perception of whether your brand is the go-to for that. So, you know, and so it's just sort of having your brand being the one that they associate with that next solution that to add on. Uh, and I think that's or, what yeah. or, or I think it's your brand coupled and partnered with another brand, right? right? So mm-hmm. a lot of this discussion, I, I, I think about, you know, how do big brands partner with smaller brands that have that niche market, that mm-hmm. have that credibility, and then together you bring those two brands together and be able to address holistically the needs of the small business. And I think that's really what you're seeing Cisco trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Cisco, again, historically uh, really pushes through the channel. Um, and being able to work with partners that have that niche area that really is in our domain space, but we mm-hmm. have table stakes that mm-hmm. are well regarded in the industry and bringing mm-hmm. those together, I think is, is a way you kind of, kind of work through that. Right. All right. Um, one of the things that, you know, we, we talked about is um, uh, you don't have, Cisco isn't traditionally a small business company, yeah. right? right. So what, what kind of, what, so just talk about what kind of changes you've had to make, not just, in, I mean, you're doing a lot of learning, but just as a company, I mean, how do you have to change to be, to address the market, the small business? Oh, so I, I will say we're in the process, right? Uh-huh. So this is, this is something that has become a, a major priority uh, for Cisco literally about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we did try to, I don't know if you re- remember this or not, but about five or 10 years ago, we tried to, to move into the small business market at that time. Right got some lessons learned out of that process. We kind of went back and focused on enterprise, which is our bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we've realized with the acquisitions that we've had in the last five years, we have now a portfolio that supports that motion. Mm -hmm. And so one, we have a portfolio Two, it's white space for Cisco that we haven't penetrated and we should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the, if you could think about the changes that need to happen, it's everything from how do we engage with our channel partners to enable them mm-hmm. to how do we build a sales organization to support? Um, what does that look like? Do we have, uh, we've grown out kind of our inside sales organization for once we sell a license to kind of keep that renewal up. That's super mm-hmm. important. So I think you'll see across the company, we're not only looking at what products we build or buy to bring to the market, but mm-hmm. how do we go to market and mm-hmm. what does that look like? And I can tell you small business is a top of mind of our company, right? It's, it, it, there's not a lot of sneeze in our organization, but there are a lot of people talking about small business and trying to think about how can Cisco build their brand and actually better solve problems of small business. I mean, we're doing everything from, you know, hiring outside consultants to look at what does that buyer really look like and how do we need to recreate our, our 
our organization to support that. One thing that came out of that uh, research was small businesses expect you to know their business. Right. Okay, well, Cisco is, again. Yeah. <laughs> do that three million times over. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. do that three million times. It's super, mm -hmm. super hard, right? Yeah, so yeah. how do you look at the verticals, and where do you go to the low-hanging fruit and spend your time and resources to understand those verticals to the point where you have a team or an organization that clearly understands those needs? So when a small business owner wants to call upon Cisco or one of our partners, we can talk about their their problems and issues. The small business owners, when they call these big enterprises, they absolutely want to know that you know their business. Right. And if you don't, they're going to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on how you do that in an efficient way? You know, uh, everyone struggles with that. And, and we, I've, in my history, like looking at how local media is sold, uh, that's sort of my, sort of my background. And there's been all these back and forth between having verticalized sales forces and then realizing that doesn't scale. And so you re sort of horizontal, if that's a word. The it is a word. word. Yeah. I use it all the time. Um, so yeah. if I was king for the day, I'm yeah. going to just give you Jen Allen's opinion. This is not a yeah, system yeah. opinion of any kind. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like how you address this is you almost have to stand up your entire small business organization within a, within, within a big company, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have people that come into that organization that actually come from the small business space. They have mm -hmm. to understand various verticals. They have to be doing sales and marketing in those various verticals. That's the only way I really truly feel you can scale. Obviously, you can augment some of that with through your proprietary research you can do as a company, mm -hmm. but you've got to have an operating business that all they do day in and day out is think about small business. When you, I look at startups, and I'll use AppDynamics as one of our recent acquisitions startup, right? They grew up out of the small business space, mm -hmm. right? They were a startup and everybody there got up every day thinking about how are they going to sell their services to small business. Right. In a large enterprise, you've got to approach it in the same way. Mm -hmm. You've got to stand up that startup that will grow and become those experts in small business. Sort of getting back to the fantasizing about automated sales channels, um, isn't that solvable over time with uh, good content, good AI in terms of understanding, uh, sort of baking in the, the understanding of a specific vertical into that guided sales conversation? I mean, sort of ultimately, sort of the, the holy grail would be a verticalized guided sales Model. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, you know, so we're nowhere near a, a guided sales. Right, let alone uh, a verticalized. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will tell you what we're doing mm -hmm. in our organization for small business is we are now literally just yesterday we had a planning session around how do we take what we'll call general content mm -hmm. uh, that are around small business business objectives and really take it to that next detail level around the vertical because that mm -hmm. is where we have to head. If we're going to continue to compete with with other major companies in, in the space, we've got to be able to, to speak, speak to that. And you know, what's interesting is if you pick four, which is what we've done, we've picked four that we're going to focus on. Mm -hmm. We're going to really go deep in understanding what makes them tick and how our solutions plug in. I think, I think you're going to have nothing but high results on that. Mm -hmm. So once you do that and, and results breed results, we're going to move on to the additional other uh, verticals. It's going to take time, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But my, my view is you can't not do it. You have to do it. So, uh, so we're actually embarking on that starting, starting this week. Okay. great conversation with Jen. We were really excited to have her on the pod this week. Uh, we are really excited to have her at our Tech Adoption Summit 
or excuse me, our Cloud Adoption Summit last year. This year we're renaming it as the Tech Adoption Summit, just to be more consistent with our Tech Adoption Index. Clever, clever lads that we are. Um, and I, I came away with a few things from our conversation with Jen. One was this notion that you really need to think hard about how you market and sell to younger business owners, um, largely synonymous with millennial business owners. This idea of peer influence being important, this idea of using podcasts as a channel being important, those are things that really hadn't been thinking about as much before, and I'm not sure if those selling technology think about as much. And this notion that bundling is not just an all-in-one, squeeze-everything-into-a-sweet kind of an approach, at least in terms of the products she's selling. It's more of a sell the two or three things that are needed to get off the ground together as a single package and then add on from there. Uh, so there's lots of different ways to think about this packaging and, and bundling of, of small business technology. And uh, so that was a great perspective. Thanks for joining us today. And I also want to encourage you to check out our website, techadoptionindex.com, and put November 7th on your calendar. That's our next summit, Tech Adoption Summit, in uh, San Francisco on November 7th at The Laundry in the Mission. It's a cool little funky location where we have a really intimate meeting where everyone can talk to each other and everyone gets to know each other. That's how we like it. So uh, put that on your calendar and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of On Target. If you have any questions or would like to be connected with today's speakers, please email communications at the LSA.org. Have a great day. Thank you.